All right, welcome back to another episode of the 28-3 to podcast. Uh, the Saints wrapped up game two of their preseason uh, this past weekend. Uh, everyone made it out alive from the uh, tropical storm quake Hillary. Uh, thank God it was looking a little shaky there for a minute. So going into week three of the preseason leads us into uh, the all-important question of who is going to make that final 53-man roster uh in this episode we're gonna go into a little bit of what we saw in the chargers game you know it's mostly backup so it's not gonna be a, a full game analysis we'll talk about you know who performed well who each of us liked and maybe some other things that stood out if there was anything and then uh, we're gonna get into you know who's left on the roster and what positions are gonna be the most hotly contested who's gonna be the hardest to make that cut for uh so max you watched the chargers game i mean it was all backups. You had Jameis starting. Henry came in later. But did you have any takeaways, anybody in particular, that you were uh, high on from that game? Yeah, I can tell you who I was not high on, and thankfully he has already been removed from the team. That's Brian Edwards. Um, <laughs> I think we can all agree on that one. Yeah, he just looked like he didn't even care. Zero, zero catches, four targets. Well done. Yeah, well, he, he also had two touchdowns called back. Yep. because of his that he didn't catch that were other players for his yeah his shenanigans yep. he got two touchdowns called back so obviously he was on the uh the bad side of last week's game uh lalos the defensive end three the, sacks the great freak man that was that was fantastic um i loved what i saw out of jake hayner yep if we're being honest you know he had command of the offense this week i think the week before he, he looked a little tentative and uh just you know he had rookie jitters he looked like a yep. rookie um, this past week, I thought he had command. He was really slinging the ball. Putting he the got ball away with one though on that uh, on that third down play on the post route through the corner's hands, straight in. The, who dropped it? Tight end dropped it. Oh yeah, Quall dropped it, and it was straight through the corner's hands. Should have been picked. He took a big chance there, and that ball was about I don't know three four yards behind him. Slipped through, went off a uh, crawl's chest, but otherwise, I think he played pretty damn good yeah you know and I think I'd honestly rather see the rookie like Hayner let it go and 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 make a mistake at full yeah, speed let it rip. rather than I think he had him tentative. I think he missed him by a mile I I think he had Are you him. sure that wasn't Jameis because that's where Jameis did that to crawl that was that was Hayner I'm almost certain yeah. I feel course? like all of Hayner's incompletions were, what, what, were what point been, in, no there was the one bad one you're right you're what right what yeah, point in the game are you talking about uh this would have been third quarter it was uh, late it was, in the third it was a th- third long, third and ten, like I believe. Between the 20s? Uh, we were on our side of the field getting close to midfield. It okay. happened about, I think, it went through his hands at about the Yeah, 45. I remember. It, it, it was his one bad pass of the game. Um, yeah. he, was just, he was just a little late on it, and it was behind him by yeah, a good yeah. amount and dropped right to the corner. If he, if he throws the ball <laughs> where it should have been, it, it's a completion it's, and, right. a, and a great play. But um, Yeah, I think the thing I like about Hayner the most – and it's interesting because we've seen him like every time we've seen him, he comes in right after Jameis. So you almost have that perfect ability to compare how Jameis has been doing, which, you know, this I'm not going to get that far into Jameis, but like this Jameis this year is arguably could arguably be a better form of Jameis from the year before, before he got hurt. But the thing is, you can tell it still doesn't work though. It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Slow processing. He's still, it's, and and he's holding it it too long. It's a refusal to take the outlet over and over again. When he's got nothing downfield, he still jams it downfield. But I mean, yeah, you see the talent on that deep throw right before half where he drops it right in the only place he could catch it. And it kind of, I kind of roll my eyes. Like 
not because anything against Jameis, but the NFL Twitter account was putting out like, oh, Jameis is cooking, and they'd throw the Kendra Miller pass. Well, sure, that was a great pass by itself, but he ain't cooking. No, <laughs> and like it was also a better catch than if it anything, was a pass, he's putting, if we're being honest. He's putting yeah. shit in the fridge. That pass could have been better. It was a great pass, but it could have been a better pass. It, it was a greater catch. The but look, catch at, at the risk of getting into the Jameis discussion again, which has happened to us But I want to talk about that real quick from the roster management standpoint. And uh, no negativity towards Hayner, but we're in a spot where we have to carry three quarterbacks with Taysom still in the roster. Yep. It seems like an odd move this year to draft a quarterback, even though he's been exceptional and by all accounts, you know, looks like he might have a place in this league, at least as a long-term backup. We've got three and a half positions dedicated to quarterback, which is yeah, crazy to me. I think we're moving away. I mean, even though everyone says oh, Taysom's listed as tight end, but, you know, he's really back a third and a half, fourth quarterback. Let I, me ask I, you this. I do still think that, that Taysom really is far less of a quote-unquote QB than he was, you know, as of even a year, two years ago. I agree with that. Except if we find out Carr is going to miss one game, who are you starting? Wait, I'm starting. That was going to bring me. Second. Well, that was going to bring me to my next point. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know that I wouldn't. I know he's young and raw, but I don't know that I wouldn't throw Hayner in there. I wouldn't. I would start Taysom because it's different. No one's got any tape on what we do with Taysom again, other than previous years. I'm throwing him out there, knowing we're going to at least move the ball to so a certain if, extent. If we're making a Jameis Taysom comparison. I feel like they are both as passers just as inconsistent. Like Taysom might have a great throw, like the the toe tap catch that Mike Thomas had against Atlanta. That Jameis is still a better passer a, than Taysom by a mile. He's a better passer, yeah. but the the rate at which they throw great passes is almost the same. Like Jameis will have a dime and then have a terrible pass in a quadruple coverage, or just hold the ball and take a sack. Taysom will have like one dime, and then he might not throw an INT, well, he, he has, but he might just make the totally wrong read. I think what I've liked out of Hayner, by comparison, this is what I was getting into, we've seen Hayner every time directly after Jameis. So you see Jameis, who's indecisive, holds the ball, uh, looking to gun it downfield, compared to the guy who comes right in after him, who is who has been very decisive, uh, great with the quick passes, can throw it to the long side of the field, um, do a couple get away from him out of rookie jitters or whatever you want to call it, sure. But it's been interesting because I think when you compare Hayner to Jameis, I've liked the way Hayner looks on a consistency standpoint than Jameis. I think, though, to Nick's point, if we know Carr is out for one game, the coaching staff is probably going to put Taysom in as opposed to Jameis. Make him defend. If you know it's one If game. it's me, I would roll. I, look, I'm, I would give Hayner the chances. Like Brock Purdy sure. last year for the 49ers, he, he's a smart, accurate guy. He featured a running game. I know Jameis is not the answer. I know Taysom is not the answer. I would trade Jameis if there were any takers um, after week three of the preseason. Yeah. I would trade him. I absolutely would too because if Carr gets hurt week two and Jameis is our guy, I don't think we're going anywhere. So there's no need for – even though I like him and the players love him and he's great from a locker yeah. room standpoint, carrying that many quarterbacks I think is a detriment to your roster. It, it, at this day and age, quarterbacks yeah. don't get hurt anymore. Well, especially when there's guys surfacing that you feel like you can't let go to waivers right now. Because uh, we're going to get into the, the roster implications in a little bit. But, you know, going through it, you know, a guy like Hayner, you, you don't want to just say you can't uh, give him the 
the, the Grayson treatment. You know, you can't just say, oh, he'll end up on the practice squad. Well, uh, it's he, different players. He, you, he, a, he would not make it to the practice correct. squad. That, and that's why I say it's, that's why I'm saying from a roster standpoint, that my only point is not even to debate these players is that we're, we're going to want to keep them on the active roster and it's eating up a spot because we're stuck keeping everyone else unless there was a buyer for Jameis and we felt good enough about it. Yeah, right. If we can get rid of Jameis and get some picks, I think that makes sense from a steam team standpoint because he's not coming back next year. He's exactly. going to go try and put a spot. And the other thing is he's going to have dead money on the cap next year as it currently stands if you let him walk. So if you trade him, that dead money, I think, can kind of go away a little bit. So. You can at least be restructured. I'm all for that and wish him the best and hope he finds a spot. But yeah. And uh, to finish what I was saying about the game last week, the other player who really impressed was Jalen Smith. I thought he uh, was just flying around the ball, hitting people hard. He looks like he is automatically the third linebacker after Davis and Warner at this point. So and that was be. very encouraging to see. Yeah, and I would hope he gets that treatment and not – I saw a headline and read the article, but – Dennis Allen said something to the effect of like, you know, if he wants to make the team, he's going to have to play well on special teams. And I'm like, I, I, I think he's earned over his experience in the league, his talent, what he's at least shown in game two. I think he's earned the right to say, no, I'm a damn good linebacker. Uh, Put me in a linebacker. That's not how it works though. If you can, I know it's not how it works, but after, I don't know. I just, I'm just going to have to play special teams. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. I mean, Zach Bond did. So, you know, um, Nick, did you have anything in particular besides, I mean, the stand as no, a Max said? Nope. Yeah. Not really on the game. I think those were the, the main points. Um, the catch by Keandre was, was the highlight for me. Then, you know, Hayner played well. Uh, Lalo's the game of his life, probably. I mean, <laughs> yeah, probably absolutely. never done that, even down at the high school level. I don't know. Or, in, was, the X, or in the XFL. It was the slowest pass rush I've ever seen, but he just kept getting there and, and wreaking <laughs> havoc. He, he was incredible. Yeah, he played smart. Uh, Breesy had a good play, penetration up the... Um, he was he recovered the fumble, even after yeah. spinning himself out of the play a Heads little bit. play. And look, it's... Look, hasn't been done receivers look good, too. Yeah, yep. wide receivers. Uh, Davis my, looked great. My boy Kirkland uh, with the heads-up play on that the first pass from Hayner, the broken play, came back, uh, helped his quarterback out, broke off his route, came back, and then had some good yard after catch. I think he showed his athletic ability on that. He's fast. And, uh, you know, what else? Look, we got we to gotta give a shout-out to Peyton Turner. The guy oh, yeah, you know, showed absolutely. up more than he ever has. Uh, it's a preseason game, so it's not like he could, you know, be a game-changer, but... The, the strip that he had, you know, he, he was really quick off the line, uh, just got to the weak spot of the O-line and, and made a heads-up move getting the On ball On the big out. play where Hainer rolled out, that was Merritt caught that ball? No, where that was he, no. John Troy Kirkland. It was Kirkland. The long one, the 30-something? Yeah, the 55, I think it was. 55, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was a great play by Hainer and um, Kirkland fading so, off. So, of yeah, I liked everything that Max said. The only thing I was going to add was Turner. Um, hopefully we see, you know, the theme I – have come away from at least this point in the preseason with is, is consistency. It's like people are debating, you know, Jameis, how he looked and how Hayner looks and Turner and, and Brzee, I got to start saying that right. But uh, it's just, to me, it's, it's a simple, it's a simple idea. It's consistency. Who's doing the best most constantly. Um, but then, so my biggest thing I didn't like, and I do think it translates to coaching is the penalties. I mean, it's just absurd. Yeah, that, that was I mean, outrageous. The whole thing, some sure, of them were pretty rough. Some, though, of, some penalties couldn't have been penalties, but okay, so let's. How many do we have? 12 penalties? So let's. A let's couple say, of the DPIs were kind of ridiculous. That, yeah. But it seems we deal with that every freaking it year. It happened all me. last year during the regular season, and it's just kind of like, 
you know, is DA not going back to his assistant coaches and saying, like, <clears throat> take an entire fucking period and drill on pre-snap, you know, at least. Uh, so hopefully when he says, I'll get that cleaned up, I hope he means it. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much all I had from the game. Um, y'all want to get into what we're looking at going forward in preseason? Yeah, and Roster you know, prediction? for everybody listening, this is going to be the uh, the first edition of Corey's take on the initial 53-man roster going into week three of the preseason. This is AKA Corey's Final Cuts. Yep. The inaugural, first annual. The inaugural. So, so this will be Corey's an annual Final Cuts, thing. trademark. We'll uh, start it off and we'll get through the positions that we think are pretty obvious. It's the hashtag quickly. CFC. Quarterback, I think we're all in agreement. They're going to keep the three. Yeah, they're keeping There's, the three. You can't let Hayner get away, so they're going to they're gonna the, use The only way it's two is if Winston gets traded. Right. Yeah. And we're not going to assume that at the moment. Yeah. So uh, running back's an interesting situation Yeah. Um, because AK's out. So we have on here uh, on the first edition of the CFC, we have Kamara. We got an asterisk because of the suspension. And then you got... <clears throat> Jamal Williams, Kendrick Miller. I put uh, Williams, Darren Williams. Uh, yeah, I'm. Gonna, this is where the, the third, first. This the is the first spot where I'm going to differ with you. I, I am too. Before you get my biggest question was whether we keep, end up keeping three or four. I think you're going to keep four, and I think it's Ellis Merriweather. I think he gets in over uh, Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams right now is nursing an injury as well, mm. which is not going to help him out at all. And honestly, Merriweather's looked. Pretty solid when he's played the first two uh, weeks of the preseason. Here's so. my counter to that. We have similar style backs, and he fits in in the similar style back of the other two. Which Who are you talking about now? Talking about Williams and um, and Miller. Yeah. They're, they're both bruisers. He's kind of a bruiser. I wouldn't call Miller a bruiser, man. He's a good But receiver. he's downhill. <clears throat> I mean, he can move. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a downhill runner. Merriweather comps to Jamal Williams to me. Yeah. Dead but, on, right. But not Miller. But... I'm just saying, from a passing aspect, I think a flyer here is Merritt making the team right out of the gate. As just he's still hurt. That's the problem. Well, he, he keeps getting banged up. He got banged up again in the game this past week, and he hasn't practiced but, this week. I, I but agree he's with not you. hurt. Hurt. He's. We don't know. They haven't really said. Okay. I agree with you. All things being equal, no injuries. I keep Merritt on the team as your fourth running back. Just because first. I don't, you know, there's, you know, mm. Keandre's got to be also in there. plays wide receiver. Right, that's what so I'm saying. You got, depth, you got yeah. flexibility, and you've got a guy who can catch the ball on third down. Just a different wrinkle to that running back committee. Agreed. I think the other three are similar. That's my yeah. only negative yeah. to that. Here's a, a possibility I saw, because when I was putting this 53 together, when I got to Darrell Williams, it was absolutely for me between Williams and Merriweather. I think Kirk Merritt is still your classic practice squad guy. I don't think he gets claimed on waivers. Um, but I think... With Merriweather, it doesn't mean that he won't at some point in the season make it get elevated up to the 53. But I think with the suspension early on in the season, I think if we if they do what they've done in the past, I think they're going to err towards, you know, maybe not every season, but erring towards guys who have been there before, especially early on when Kamara's out. And so maybe come week four when Kamara's back and then Merriweather's had a, a few more weeks on the practice squad, that might be a time where they say, all right, Daryl, uh, you, you did your job. Thanks for your service. And then they elevate a guy like either Merriweather or Merritt. And it could also depend on the Well, the that opponent. won't happen because you're elevating Kamara at that time, right? You'd just be dropping Williams unless but, you think but they're always four. You're going to have a fourth running They're back. always... Uh, They'll be four on the active roster all season. It's just a matter of who to fourth it. I don't see it being Daryl Williams. He hasn't shown anything. 
I think uh, if you're going by you know performance in the preseason so far, it's well, I'm talking about Merriweather. the first three games here. So then you you're saying they're going to keep Williams and Merriweather for the first three games. So you're going to have Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller, another running back, probably two more running backs. That's actually. what I'm saying. So yeah. you're saying they're both making so besides both make, for the first three games, Max. Besides, I think Merriweather for sure. I would keep Merriweather. And I mean, look at Merritt depending on his injury. Yeah, I mean, I think it just makes sense. I understand he won't get much run, but just for a different versatility look. and also special teams. Right, right. That they make sense for, only for the first three games. I think he's dropped right back down to the practice squad. After yeah, that. right. Yep. I don't think he's a, a fifty-three for the year. I think for right. these first three games, there's a very good chance if he's healthy that he is on the opening fifty-three. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like the, the, that you only kept three running backs, well, not was, counting Camara. Because Camaro doesn't count towards the active roster for, while he's suspended. So right. there's no way they roll into the season with only three running backs. Yeah, Corey's just saying they're only going to keep three, and they, Williams would be there until Kamara gets back, and then they'd get rid of Williams. That's what but Corey even that wouldn't make sense, because they're always going to be four. Yeah. So they the, always keep four. You're not, you're not rolling with three running backs. No one does that. I think they might. I think they'd be inclined to roll with three for until, three games. until Kamara comes back. They could do that. They've done that before. You know, I have never seen a, a team carry three. No, when backs. we got injuries in the past, we've run with three running backs for games before. That's true, and not uh, for long periods of time. But, you but, know, but I think look, I'd it, like for it, y'all to check that. I think we need a stat guy to fact check that stuff. Yeah, we uh, we need like a behind the games when Kamara and Ingram are out. We did not have four running backs on the roster for those yeah, couple. They, they would sign some. Well, there was a point just for that last week. year, or was it last year or the year before? Where like we were so just ripped banged up at the running back position we didn't even have a fourth if we wanted one the Ian Book you know? game I don't know if we had two running backs yeah. no, well, that was a special case. Uh, so there were times where we just couldn't do it um, uh, shocker fullback Prentice he's yeah yeah there um, tight end look, I, well, hold, I, hold on hold on I don't even know if Prentice is a guarantee you know we, maybe well, if, if you want to talk about us never caring for never caring never not caring for running backs we have never not carried a fullback. No, no, no. Since I, I, agree, I understand here. that, but my point is, maybe this is a, the uh, situation where you look at your tight end up, and you say, okay, well, maybe Foster can do what Prentice does. The Saints have always. This I is where understand is they've, what they've always, always had a full, done, a full time fullback, different... and this isn't even the. But we, my, my we haven't point. always kept a, four tight ends. We always ha- we have not always kept four tight ends. Exactly. Either. Last year we did four. Yeah, we have, but there's also plenty of times we did. Most sure. of the time they only keep three. Now. Obviously, Taysom's a he plays multiple positions, so, so he has to be listed in in tight end. Look, um, I I think that Prentice makes the team. I'm just saying I would not be shocked if he doesn't make the initial 53 man roster after the third preseason game, and there's some, there's some movement and yeah. uh, he comes back in like week two or three. Because remember, contracts after week one are not guaranteed. So a lot of times you'll sure. see teams go ahead and uh, release players that they fully intend to bring back yeah. for week two. And we've also seen the Saints use the practice squad or uh, the active roster pretty liberally, depending on the opponent. So if they don't think they if they want to spread Tennessee out, then maybe they say, "Okay, no fullback this game." Yeah, and look, going under your scenario of only three running backs, I mean, they're going to have to carry Prentice at that point. And that's so. why I, that's one of the reasons I kept him on there. I uh, agree with that. If they're if there's only three, but uh, so. So I think we'll it, see what happens. Look, I think the fact that we've even talked and there's every other positions are easier, but I think the running back position is one where there's some some tough choices to be made, uh, for sure. I think there's seen. a lot of players in for that last spot for sure, yeah. spe- for the first three weeks. And it's between Merriweather, Daryl Williams, Kirk Merritt. That's right. it. Those are your three. And Merritt, unless they bring in somebody. Now look, we were talking about this earlier offline. Cream Hunt where time. After final cuts, 
Yeah. You know, that's when you'll pick people up. That's when we picked up Will Lutz. That's when we picked up Taysom Hill. So Yeah, we, we did say on... Maybe our, a running back shakes loose that they really like, and he's the one that gets brought in. We, that's true. We did say last two episodes ago, or last one, that our prediction for Kareem Hunt was that they're going to wait till right before the regular season, and he's going to come in then. And he'll, he'll take the deal. Yeah. <laughs> it could still happen. Nothing um, better comes. So, uh, so tight ends. Tight ends. I mean, I, I, had, I felt like I had to go with four here. Juwan well, Jones. I don't. I don't count Hill as a tight end. I, yeah. I'm not counting Hill against in <laughs> any it, position group. But it doesn't matter. He's on the roster, so he's and, a roster spot. So right. if he's tight end or not, I know people were already talking. But we're about, really keeping three tight ends here. I know people were talking about Jimmy Graham. Some people out there were saying, "Oh, he's not even a lock to make the team." And then after the arrest slash medical issue, but I don't, yeah, he's making the team. I, I look at your list of uh, Jawan Johnson, Taysom Hill, Foster Moreau, and Jimmy Graham. I agree 100. Yeah, that's what it's like, going to be. Crawl's got to go, and I do think, and I have it further on the list. I think they pull the old. Uh, Injury settlement out of the bag for Jesse James. He's more of a veteran guy, and I he's, mean, been, he's been injured all. It, it, all honestly, he sucks. I don't so care about matter. that. <laughs> but I, but they, I, I gonna, will say this: they're gonna do Kroll, one of those weird Saints things with him is what I'm saying. Yeah, but <laughs> if Crawl would have taken his opportunity this game, he started off great with that great yep, catch, and then he had a and couple had drops two, where yeah. like Should've he looked drops. the part, and then yeah. he might have taken Graham's spot. At that he could have. He could have. Could have done something for himself. But as of now, I think your your foursome is spot on. Yeah. Uh, now receiver, uh, I've tough. got I've got you know Thomas Olave, Shahid, and then this is not what I would prefer, but what I think the Saints are going to do. Uh, we know AT, I think we know At Perry's a lock for the the team. So out of the, besides those four, the other two I'm going with for to round out the six that I have making the roster: Kirkwood and Javante Kirkwood. Okay, so right out of the gates, I know you're missing, you you're missing the turd that won't flush. Traquan Smith, I've he got is him. going to make the team. He's not hurt enough to go on IR. I've he, seen players less hurt go on IR. Corey's right about that, but I don't think Traquan's one of these situations where they'll do that. Yeah, he's not making because you can return from the IR now after four weeks. Yeah, but yeah. they're so not, gonna not going to do it. Not going on IR. And we've talked in, in previous uh, pods that they love Kurtwood because of his blocking. Traquan's a great blocker. He's a great at the blocker. End of the day. Yeah. When when he's out there, if he's healthy, they're going to have him on the roster. Yep, it, it's just going to happen. To me, that leaves Kirkland out. Mm-hmm. Um, At, I said it a week or two ago. He's making the team for sure. We yeah. all agree now. He's making the team, um, and I agree with y'all. They they seem to just be in love with Kirkwood, and he becomes for me the number six for them. Maybe he's the four or whatever. But um, for me, it's Traquan starting the season on the rocker and Kirkland heading to the practice squad. For I agree. Me. And part of my reason. And look, Kirkland could very realistically and very well maybe on practice squad. Putting him on the active for me was one of those. Every year there's some kind of surprise move that you didn't see coming. For me, this is that surprise move. And the reason it, it's the one I chose, and I could be completely wrong. Well, it's but, a great story. But, but it's, it's not going to happen. Well, the story, but also he's one of these guys that the Saints seem to gravitate towards where he can do a lot of different things. He's got a high football IQ, and he's just super athletic and can jump out of the gym, run, run a 4-3 or whatever it was. So, you know, uh, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything to elevate himself. He hasn't done anything to lose the spot necessarily. Yeah. He's versatile. But the problem is he comes onto a team where, in my opinion, I know Max hates Traquan, but walking into preseason, there were four guaranteed players making this roster, in my opinion. And And then A.T. Perry being drafted, for me, made it a fifth. Yep. That leaves one spot. And, and that spot's Kirkwood. And that spot's going to yeah. be Kirkwood. No, that's absolutely fair. Kirk, uh, Kirkland is a classic. He's the perfect candidate for the practice squad because he hasn't done shit, so no one else is going to sign him. That was a, a free agent four weeks ago. 
Like, yeah. no one's going to claim him. He'll, so be, he'll be wearing. The squad. He'll it's be fine. in the building. He's going to play a couple games this season. He will get I'll, in. I'll say in the last sure. four or five games, we'll see him on yeah. the active roster when someone right. gets. He'll hurt. come Probably up Shaheen. if we have a special teams injury yeah. at a backup spot. He'll come up to fill that role. He'll come up, yeah. you know, wide receivers out for a week. Yeah. The yeah. the hot take is that he makes fifty three. The sure bet is that he's in the building all year. I agree. I don't know if it's a sure bet, but I think it is. I think I know they would like to have him, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. He could get claimed. I don't think he will. But all right, right. Offensive line. All right, so uh, this is set, you got your I starters. Think. I mean, you're starting five. It's either in that guard. It's either Hurst or, or Pete. It's looking like Hurst at this point. And then, so really it comes down to, I say they keep nine, and knowing that Pete is going to be like your sixth lineman at this point, Peter Hurst anyway, uh, besides the starters from last year, it comes down to, for me, I, I went with the last three being Saldaveri, Throckmorton, and Landon Young. Um, so you Saldaveri, you can write in with a magic marker. He's not. He's making the team. Right. He's absolutely making the team. That'd be a sharpie, not a magic. And sharpie. Yeah, that's it. Sure. <laughs> I was about to say, are you? Are you, are you We're not? getting rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I agree with your list of nine. Um, I still think Pete ends up starting if not injured. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, I know we get all this, you know, preseason talk and all that. Well, yeah. Um, but that doesn't really matter relative. Not, to not really. Right. But I, I think you, I think you're right on the nine. I, I agree with this nine as well. Yeah. They're, they're just the guys that they've relied on in the past. The other guys are question marks, and some of them have had... No, I, look, we, yeah. we all agree. Let's move can, on to defense. Right, so defense, I'm, I got them going with five defensive ends. Uh, you, you got Jordan Granderson-Turner. We know that. Uh, look, Foskey has to make the team because he's your second... Too high of a pick. Yeah, so you can't... You can't not, unless he, he comes to. up with an injury this week where they can IR him, he's on the team. They probably really want to IR him. They're probably him. hoping he has some kind of injury <laughs> They this week. want to, but... There's uh, no way they're not carrying five, and they there isn't really unless you wanted Lalos and you're gonna rock yeah, that shit. I mean, that's the thing. I, as much as I wanted to put Lalos in the five, it's you just can't. You it's can't. only one game. You yeah. know, if he did that, if he did what he did in the Chargers game in Week One as well, then you're like, okay, maybe this is like a, a some Trey Hendrickson vibes here. But but no, it was a no, flash. No, your your five, it's set in stone. It's yeah, set it's in stone. Be. There's no debate. And but, also, look, Passanos look good so and, far. And, and just to make it short. The defensive tackles, that's set in stone as well. Yeah, and that's Saunders, Shepard, Brzee, and Roach. You can't not have those four. And you got to have four. Yeah. Uh, the Now, linebackers, I've got Davis Warner, Bond. I think Bond, to me, is like the Traquan of the defense. Uh, even though he's performed better than Traquan. It's also set in stone, though. But, There's- like, they, they, they can't quit him. Uh, they're going to keep on. And so, I got Jalen Smith making the team. I think Allen's saying the thing about special teams. Maybe he's a shout-out to him publicly, like a call-out, uh, like, you're good, but you're gonna have to do this. And then uh, I got Nephi Sewell as the fifth linebacker. I think he's he's really come along. He was a practice squad guy last year, and he's done what he had to do. Now with this five, this means that you're taking the guy that you hoped would show up, a former uh, a draft pick in Demarco Jackson, who people were high on, uh, even though he was injured last year, but people liked his potential. But I think at this point you got to take him and, and decide what you're going to do with Demarco Jackson. Does he clear but waivers? You're also thinking squad. if you cut Sewell in, instead of Jackson, higher likelihood he gets picked up than Jackson yeah. right now coming off the injury. Sewell's much more attractive. He's going to make it to the practice squad and you keep him in the building. That seems yeah. to make sense. I, to I'll me. be honest with you. Out of these five, I agree with him, but I I think Bond is the most likely to get either traded or cut out of this group. He could if if you're going to cut Bay and you could keep Demarco at that point. Yeah. I agree with that, except... Jaylon makes him expendable. I don't now, know the what, other issue, if you look at their depth chart, Connolly was the one listed behind Bond. Connolly was actually listed as 
a second-string center. He got hurt, though. So and he got a up. significant yeah. injury today. So that complicates the linebacker position more to where you, you, you can't, you know, have as much flexibility with Bond as you would have hoped. Yeah. Uh, moving on from there. All uh, four of the corners are making it. There's no debate. Lattimore, Debo, Taylor, Yeah, Roby. I saw some articles talking about, you know, Roby with his age, that no. he could be expendable. No, but no, they love him. Sure. You know, like they need him. Uh, he's the only one that can fill in to, for that CJ position. There's no benefit to really get rid of him right now. No. And the depth we have at that position is a huge strength. I, I just can't imagine. There's, there's a lot of practice squad candidates behind these guys. Yeah, and you can have 16 practice squad guys now. It used to be 12. Yeah, so I think uh, you're going to see a lot of our corners, the first and second play, second year guys, going to practice squad from the group. Yeah, uh, and so moving on to safety, I've got us keeping six. It's what we kept last year. And the safety is always a surprising one because, remember, we kept Daniel Sorensen last year who, you know, was solid, like solid-ish. He had a good game. He had one good you know, game. Like, he, he was did. a smart player. And that's why like, the safety position is one where – they can make the surprising moves. Um, but obviously, they're keeping Matthew May. Now, May is another guy who's probably looking at it. Hopefully, the suspension comes sooner than later. Now that the DUI case has been settled, uh, he, he got sentenced to six months probation on the DUI. Uh, just, I think it was yesterday uh, or this week. And then Howden is there. He's Howden's on the team. That's uh, not, not I went with, uh, so that's three. The other three I went with... Uh, well, let's say if JT, we're, if we're Gray, assuming, if JT Gray is a lot. JT Gray is a lot because of special teams. Right. And this is so the other three with considering May in. So if you got May, Matthew, Howden, JT Gray, the other, sorry, two I have are Smoke Monday and Lonnie Johnson. I think I think Smoke's been on the spot. They liked him a lot last year, got hurt. He's looked good this preseason. And I think you, you're forgetting the, the obvious person that's most likely going to make the team, Ugo Amadi. Rocking the number zero has performed in every aspect of the offseason. I think you're biased to him because I, no, he's wearing I love Smoke zero. Monday. I love Smoke Monday. <laughs> so he's he has looked good. Real quick, you're saying Monday doesn't I'm saying make Monday it. doesn't make the roster. I see he looks so good this week too. That was yeah. another guy. Ugo Amadi's look better. I think Ugo makes the team. I mean, yeah. Ugo's look good. He kind of like Nick said about uh, about Kirkland. Like he hasn't done anything to lose the spot. He hasn't made mistakes. He's looked good. In my opinion, I think there's more upside there with Smoke uh, than Amadi. I think Amadi is more of your classic practice squad guy. I think Dude, Am- I see- Amadi's a solid player, man. Like he's been no, in the that's league what I'm for he's, a few no, years. he's good. He's good. He started games. Like he's a solid player. That's a tough one. I and like and I do to think- me Smoke looked the part. He was in popping. that game. This I mean, last he was. Game. No, I, I didn't see it. I love him. I didn't did, see it. Oh man, he kept coming watch, up and just hitting. Did, did, did oh, you, I watched it. I love. He was smoke. cutting Maybe out. I, he I was cutting it. out out routes over and over yeah, again. Like he was. Just, oh man. Because the week before he didn't look that good. Okay. This week, I mean, well, he did the tackle, which I didn't even think about it this way, but somebody like put it side by side to the. It's the last time I'll ever say it on this recording. The Marcus Williams tackle. And I was like, I wasn't even. He did the Marcus Williams. I wasn't even thinking about that when it happened. But did you see this week where same type of thing? He He, lowers the shoulder on the guy and he wrapped the ankles on the way down, and it was flawless. It was so good. Yeah. And look, I'm going to go on record saying I hope he makes the team. I just think Amadi has outperformed him so far. Okay. So could Abram be dropped? Well, see, Abram absolutely could. I I think Abram is. You could get both of those guys. I think just like the running back situation, I think Abram's there when um, third line May is out. With the suspension, the only thing is we don't know if the suspension is going to be week one or not. Abram could play like see, but I like but, him a little because he can come in on third down if you wanted to be in like a base four three and be a linebacker and be a linebacker yeah. and yeah, 
he's got some versatility that I think works with some of the stuff we've done in the past. Yeah. So now I, I've got Lonnie Johnson making the team. Absolutely, Lonnie Johnson yeah. making the team. Yeah. Because he can also play cornerback. So keep that in mind. You're only carrying four corners on your roster. So you need people with position flexibility like Alani Johnson who can slide in and play yeah. corner. Ugo Amadi can also play corner. He's fast as shit. He runs in the four threes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, he's a good player. Yep. Uh, all right, so now for the real uh, heavy hitters, the guys who are always giving other people concussions, the specialists. So I, I, see I went got... with your traditional. I went, I went traditional. I went Lutz, Gillikin. We know Zach Woods there. Yeah, Woods on the team. They but, just signed uh, him to a long-term extension. But yeah. I think we stick with Lutz and Gillikin combo. What do you all think? I'm, I'm throwing the curveball. I think uh, Groupie makes it and Lutz gets traded to uh, Sean Payton. Best kicking workout Sean Payton's ever seen. Exactly. <laughs> Payton they, does love him. And they, don't a have a, they, they don't have a kicker. If there's any coach who would give us a worthwhile draft pick for Will Lutz, it's him and only him. Right. <laughs> and, you know, they have, who, who's their kicker at? Brett Maher? No, Maher. they cut whoever it was. So they've been well, they, they cut one guy, but I think they, but Maher was like hurt or something like okay. that. They released their, their kicker from last year. And okay. they've had kicker woes in camp and in the preseason. Yeah, no, I know that. So. I, mean, if, uh, Lutz kicking, I thought they had Maher on the roster as like, I, think the, I thought they did too. Well, let me know. say this. The fact that Will Lutz was kicking field goals in the second half on Sunday tells me that there's well, something to this this whole theory they're showcasing him. They brought him in. I thought they were going to bring in Groupie for the 51-yard kick and say, all right, let's see what the kick can do. They brought Lutz in in the third quarter. That tells me they're auditioning Lutz to the rest of the league. Here's, for me, I'm all for that. I Only because we're paying Lutz top five yeah. kicker money, and maybe there's someone we can add to the roster that can actually help us this year, and I'm willing to sacrifice the chance that Groupie is slightly less good as Lutz was in his prime for four million less right I'm willing to do that yeah. to help the roster yeah okay. if group is like yeah if he's a hair less than yeah um then it, it makes sense uh so yep so that rounds out the first annual the inaugural Corey's finals cuts I'm sorry I fucked up and look next week we get Corey's to say everything cuts. we said wrong so we'll do CFC. that next week. right so next week uh it'll be after we have wrapped up the preseason uh we'll be heading into that pre-week one by week um i'll be at the game texans game you know i love my preseason games stress-free football have fun <laughs> yeah have fun with that shit i hate them um and uh i'll be in an airplane when you're cheering on amongst twenty or thousand other people i'll be going come on smoke hey i want smoke to make the team i really do i just think yeah. about he's been better to this point so yeah yeah so anyway uh so I'm, we got the list uh printed up and we'll uh find a way to get it posted on the twitter so uh, y'all can uh, at away at us and uh, rip us apart if you disagree. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to do it for this episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. Uh, we'll get you next week after the final cuts are made. So until then, see ya. See y'all later.